Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to the Pink Slip, Taking Back Our Lives Motivational Workshop, featuring author Alethea Brown here at blogtalkradio.com. Be prepared to be motivated and inspired to start your journey to reclaim your life and follow your dreams. Good evening, all. I would like to welcome you to our Wellness Wednesday session of Pink Slip, Taking Back Our Lives. This is um, our seventh Wellness Wednesday here on August the 28th, 2013. And these are our weekly segments, and we really greatly appreciate that you have again chosen our program for your listening pleasure today. Before we continue, first let please allow me to introduce myself to our newcomers. I am your host and speaker, Alethea Brown. I am also the author of Pink Slip, Diary of a Black Author. This motivational series that you are attending today is part of my Pink Slip motivational series based on my book. Now, normally I start my sessions with some type of motivational affirmations, but today I would like to start our segment with remarks regarding the 50th year anniversary of the Martin Luther King, I have a dream speech. I wanted to take a moment just to acknowledge this very historical moment in our history, um, 50 years, and we have an African-American president. So much has happened, but one of the tones for today that I've seen and even on Twitter is hashtag I have a dream. And so what I wanted to do is just make a few statements about that. Me, personally, I believe all our dreams can come true if we choose to have the courage to pursue them. Now, my background, um, and always share this with you guys when we do these shows, but um, my dream in life has been, since I was 22, to be a writer. Um, I put my dreams of being an author on hold for years um, after I had my daughter, just focusing solely on single parenthood and my corporate career path. But now that my daughter is in her senior year in college, thank God, and maintaining straight A's, and again, thank God for that because she's on the dean's list student, so scholarships, scholarships. So now that she's on that path, this is what I wanted for her. I wanted to maintain that focus. Um, making sure that, you know, we live in the best area. She went to the best schools. All I wanted for her, and I've told her over the years, is anything you owe me is just to educate yourself so that you will always have a good-paying job, regardless of whatever economic downturns we face. There are some positions that just didn't fall apart. And so that's always been my focus with her. But now... Since she's obviously making it there, I am committed to pursue my desire to write and explore all the different levels of my own creativity. And it's been a blessing. This year, I released my first book in April. Um, Pink Slip will be released October the 24th, and so I'm excited about that. Um, my thing is now in my Dream now is being a writer is realized, being an author is realized. So now I'm not going to stop until I reach my next goal is to continue to write until I'm a best-selling author. Uh, motivating and reaching the masses is what I would like to do. I started this journey with absolute determination to bring all my writing works to fruition. And I am finding myself so at peace within every day, and I feel so blessed with this opportunity to write and create. In my professional roles, when people would ask me during the interview, they would say, what makes you a better candidate for this position? And I know I'm not the only person out there that's probably heard that question. What makes you a better candidate for this position? My response was, it always was, you may find someone with the same and or better skill set and experience than I. The difference between me and that person is that I love what I do. 
and I take each position as a challenge to do and be better at what I do and how I do it. That level of pride I take to enhance my level of experience and willingness to use each role not only to utilize my skills, but enhance them as well. That statement helped me move up the corporate ladder to the level I had accomplished about six years ago. And I take that same mentality now as a writer and as a speaker for you all. I think it's a learning tool. I've taught my daughter that same type of mentality because it makes a difference. When you love what you do, whatever it is, it's effortless. You don't feel bogged down by it. You look forward to it, and you shine better, and you stand out from the rest better. And everything you do, if you love what you're doing, it's going to show. And so for me, it would be an absolute disservice to continue on this writing career journey that I've been on and not remind myself of those same principles because I do love writing. And I love having this outlet with you all to share my experiences that could possibly have a positive impact for someone else and encourage them to reach for their dreams as well. What makes me feel like this is is it makes me feel like I was meant to do this. The feeling of knowing that someone somewhere may be able to relate and my words may encourage them to continue on knowing that whatever their troubles or struggles, through me, with me, they are not alone. That, to me, is a dream realized. Being here with you all tonight to share this with you is a dream realized. And for me, that was the tribute that I felt that I needed to pay to um, the anniversary of Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. So... The other thing I want to do before we get started, because I know you're all anxious to hear what the message is going to be tonight, I also would like to thank all of you, all of our listeners. We've had over 1,829 listeners to this show that have tuned in, and I just want to say to you all, thank you for your interest and support of this program. Um, We know... When we're scheduling the shows during primetime hours, some of you are not able to join the call live, but we so appreciate that you all are enjoying listening to the prior show recordings every week. And every week there are more people tuning in, and for me personally, I appreciate it because you're helping me live my dream, and I hope and trust that I am helping motivate you to pursue yours and live yours as well. So... I just want to let you know that I will truly work hard to continue to inspire and motivate all that continue to tune in weekly, and I welcome any segment, topic, recommendations. You can find me on Facebook, Pink Slip Diary. Um, You can also go to my website at mahoganyproductions.com, and you can send me information. I try to respond within 24 hours to all notifications that I get. So, for all of that out, Take me a deep breath here. Today's session is going to be an informative session where we need to review what I consider the seven effective steps to conquer and be successful in your overall overall wellness journey. Now, during our prior, prior segments, we focused a lot on multiple levels of wellness. Going forward, we will discuss how these same dis- Disciplines can assist you further with your wellness journey. We will offer more in-depth guidance for each step. Please note that even if the primary weekly topic changes, the topics will always be relatable to one of the steps that we're going to provide today. I do, however, recommend that you maintain the order in which you approach setting your goals for each step. We need to evaluate overall overall wellness to improve the quality of your life. That should be your ultimate goal. Every step is geared to keep us on a mind, body, and spirit journey of wellness. All that we are focusing on is and should be lifestyle changes. What we want to improve, more importantly, what we know we need to improve. 
So let's get started. I hope you have your pens and paper and pencils ready. Step number one, lifestyle transitions. What are they and where do we start? A lot of people resist transition and therefore never allow themselves to enjoy who they are. They choose not to embrace the change, no matter what it is. But once you do, you can learn about the new world you're in and take advantage of it. The only way anyone can move forward is through change. It's a given. This is a natural process for us. You need to change your thought process. Changing your thought process can be a simple step. You need to decide what you want to do, what you can do, and continue to motivate yourself to do it. Let me say that one more time. Change your thought process. Changing your thought process can be a simple step. You need to decide what you want to do, what you can do, and continue to motivate yourself to do it. Okay? You also need to change your approach. Changing your approach to your goals is like it's a given. I tried these goals before. The steps that I took really didn't work for me. So then you want to look at yourself and say, okay, maybe I need to find another way. Like I say all the time, and I consistently repeat this, there is an A, B, and C of everything. If your previous attempts were unsuccessful at a similar goal, readjust your approach to accomplishing that goal. This is what you need to do. You have to change your approach to your goals. If first you don't succeed, determine your A, B, and Cs. And I'm going to say that again because I just love that catch line. Change your approach to your goals. If at first you don't succeed, determine your A, B, and Cs. Because you always have to change your tactics. You have to embrace a new way of doing and thinking, and it can make a difference between success and failure. And at this point, if we're sitting here tonight and we're in agreement that we want to make a lifestyle change for our overall overall wellness journey, then we have to make a different way of doing things, writing our lists, because it's the difference between success and failure. If we don't change the way we approach something, we're going to have the continuous end result. And that's what we're trying to get away with. So when you're setting your goals, it's not just a mental mental note that you need to make for yourself. I keep saying, and every week I say it, write your checklist, create your checklist. Um, there's also a link to a checklist on my website, mahoganyproductions.com. And then you want to write your list about what your goals are going to be. You want to write them down. Make your list or your checklist of how you will approach the change you want to make in your life. But sometimes you have to look back before you can write the list. You've got to create the paragraph of what the change is. What change are you trying to make with your life? And it's not, okay, I'll make this change first, and then I'll work on this change. Everything can run consecutively, which means that you can do it all at the same time if you focus your goals, if you set realistic expectations for yourself. Don't try to overdo it. Set realistic expectations for yourself. Setting your goals will seem as effortless as walking to the door, heading to the store. So, step two. And I know this is a difficult one for everyone because it's been a difficult one for me as well. Overcoming adversity and any of the other personal struggles and how it affects our mental and emotional wellness and how that correlates to our overall wellness. I keep saying this and I always go back to this because if your mind and your spirit is bogged down with so much stuff like we do because we have so much stuff going on. But when you're bogged down mentally and emotionally, you can't lift yourself up until you decide, I'm not going to let myself do this anymore. It's almost like we're destined to wallow in self-pity until we find another way of doing things and thinking things. Because when we let that bog us down, we can't think straight. It's a given. It's a male and female thing, even though men won't admit it as much as the women will. But when we are bogged down mentally and spiritually, 
it is hard for us to reach our goals. And we have to let go of it. You have to look and reflect on your life and say, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to feel this way. You have to learn what you need to purge to release those things because if your mind and your emotions are wrapped up, your body is going to crumble with it. It is the reality of how we've been living, and it's the reality of the struggles that we have. I know it. I've been there. This is my journey, too. So when we're focusing on overcoming adversity or either our other person's struggles, we have to realize how this affects our mental and emotional wellness and how that correlates to our overall overall wellness, specifically physical wellness. Um, if you're mentally and emotionally drained, you really don't have much time for physical or you convince yourself you don't or you just feel so exhausted that you don't think you can handle it. So this journey is specifically for you. If you cannot move positively forward, if you are still blaming yourself or someone else in your life from your past, for you not reaching the goals that you've been trying to accomplish, whatever it is, overcoming adversity can tend to be a way of life for some people. When you let the challenges in your life dictate the life that you lead, that's when you have problems. You need to set your goals. And when you're bogged down like this, setting goals can be like lifting weights. You have to build your strength mentally and physically to start seeing positive results. Here we go. This is my favorite thing. I say it all the time. Affirmations, motivations, confirmations. You're affirming what you're going to do. You're going to motivate yourself to do it, and you're going to confirm to yourself, I can, I have, I will, I did. That's the direction that you want to go. I can't stress this enough. It is an absolute must that you maintain positive mentally, and you got to strengthen your emotional wellness because as we learned in Session 2 of the Wellness Wednesday, that can impact your ability to maintain your goals. So we're going to say it out loud, no negative thoughts. Think of using all your obstacles as stepping stones to build a life that you want. And here's one thing that I'll say, because we really get caught up in this. But when I was uh, working, going through quite a lot, for all of you who's been attending the show since May, you know, Pink Slip, Diary of a Black Author. This is my journey on what I had to do to rebuild my life after I lost everything. I was working for one of the major banks here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, at the height of my career, um, best income I had ever had uh, for a one-person household. But as hard as it took for me to get there, the amount of years it took me to build up that, it took less than that for me to lose everything. I was unemployed for two years. I lost two houses and two cars. And because I didn't have adequate life and health insurance, I almost lost my daughter because she had an illness that I had trouble with the hospitals and the doctors treating my daughter because I didn't have insurance. But I lost it all. Before I got a job to go back to the bank, my daughter and I had downgraded to a homeless shelter. And I found this quote, and it stood out to me more than anything I've ever read in my entire life. And I'm going to share this with you now because I've learned this to be absolutely true. And when you hear it and you think about it, you're going to have the same response, the same reaction. In prosperity, our friends know who we are. But in adversity, we know who our friends are. And that hits home in so many ways. It is your family members. It is your friends. You have to learn the difference between the two. Because that can be the excess baggage that you have that's holding you down. And we feel like we have to commit to certain people in our lives. Not if this statement solidifies who they are and the role they've been playing in your life. In prosperity, 
our friends know who we are. In adversity, we know who our friends are. And I've seen it's true. I had people that I helped in so many different ways. I had family members that I have bent over backwards with, helping them financially because they knew I had money saved up. I told one of my sisters one time, one person should not be able to live better than two. If you are a couple, then one person shouldn't be doing better than you. So I shouldn't have been a source for you to constantly come to for what you need. But in my time of need... You didn't even want to help me. You weren't willing to share the roof over your head or food on your table with me. But no sooner than I got back on my feet, you were the first one to call me before I got my first paycheck asking me to help you with your rent. So that statement, that quote, goes a long way. You think about it, really let listen to the words and the meaning behind that, and you ask yourself, Is this holding me down? Is this keeping me from moving forward? Because sometimes that can be the result. So we're going to move on to step three now. And step three, I am not the expert in this, and I always try to have an expert for you guys. Step three is physical and fitness wellness. Now, We've had a couple of sessions about how do we start this, how do we accomplish this, and how do we maintain this. And our weekly speaker, Jeff White, will get us on track and keep us on track with our physical and fitness wellness. To keep on track of developing our goals is a must. So start creating your list to remind yourself of what your goals are. Remember that this journey and especially the physical and the fitness wellness, it's a lifestyle change. So, again, this is not losing weight for the family reunion or your daughter's wedding or whatever it is. When you attempt physical and fitness wellness, you need to have that mentality that that type of journey, this type of journey, should be a lifestyle change, which should include committing to a healthier eating lifestyle as well. So... I urge you, during this process, we need to remember to take baby steps. Don't try to commit too many routines early in your process that can lead to you quitting or regaining whatever weight loss or fitness accomplishments that you've made weeks or months after you stop maintaining whichever regiment that you have chosen as your workout and even the food choices that you make. You know, once you lose the 20 pounds, don't go back to eating like you were before you lost it, the eating has to be a lifestyle change. And that's why I always recommend Weight Watchers because Weight Watchers is teaching you to eat healthier. They're not making your body dependent on any drugs, any hypoglycemic or anything like that, no special herbs. It is the natural way to lose weight is changing your eating habits and implementing some type of physical activity at least two or three times a week minimum. To start, so you have to remember to make time for yourself every day, seven to ten minutes. You know, don't allow work or family to keep you from these really small changes that are truly beneficial and essential to your physical and fitness wellness journey. These are the rules that I constantly challenge myself to live by too. So, but like I always say, I'm the first to note I'm not a fitness expert. But our returning guest speaker, Jeff White, he will discuss additional ways to keep you focused and motivated on your physical wellness journey and overall wellness. So before we go over to step four, let's let Jeff inspire us tonight. So I would like to proudly present our guest speaker, Jeff White tonight. Jeff, please tell us how we should should approach our fitness expectations. Because if anyone knows, we know it would be you. Good evening, everyone. I'd like to thank you for joining us for this evening's Wellness Wednesday. 
in order to become fitter and get in better shape, your body has to go through some changes. Here's just a couple. Your metabolism has to speed up. Your overall conditioning has to increase. Your resting heart rate will eventually start to lower. And your body fat percentage will start to decrease. I could go on. And I have to tell you, um, there are entire college courses that can go into detail about the human bodies and the changes that it can go through. So I'm keeping it really, really simple and very generic here. But the, the changes that I'm speaking of and many others that I didn't elaborate on take time to occur. Just like that train, it takes time for your body to slow down the effects of what it's going through now, to reverse its course and go in another, in this case, a positive direction. The mental, physical, and psychological changes don't happen overnight, no matter how nice or cool you think you are. So the key here is don't get discouraged. Patience is number one. Now, another important thing you need to consider is your conditioning. Many of us, We'll see pro athletes on television and want to, want to look like them or perform on that level. I mean, that's all well and good, but there are several things that um, you must keep in mind. Those pro athletes that you see, LeBron James, um, Kobe Bryant, and Adrian Peterson, who was a, a future Hall of Fame running back, are the best of the best. They are in the prime of their lives and have trained every day for hours and hours years and years. So if you had that type of time, you'd be good too. But if you're like the regular person, you have a full-time job, you're working 40 hours a week or more, you have kids or you have health issues, you're not going to get at the level that they're at. So now I ask you, how much time can you realistically give on a consistent basis to exercise? Being in shape is that athlete's job. Michael Phelps would spend six hours in the pool getting ready for the Olympics. That's every day. And it's rumored that he had not missed a workout in years. Years. Now, how many of us can say we haven't taken a sick day at our job, you know, in the last six months, let alone six years? That's insane. But that's his dedication. So now I talked about humble pie. Now I'm going to tell you about my slice of humble pie. One of my favorite sports is, is football, and I enjoy watching the NFL combine. And this, if you're not familiar with that, this is where the top college recruits um, do their drills in front of the pro scouts, um, you know, so they can hopefully make a team, you know, become a number one draft pick or something to that effect. So I see this, and I get inspired, and um, I really enjoy, you know, watching them you know, train and, and do the, the drills, and uh, I admire and respect their conditioning and their dedication. So, of course, being who I am, I go out and try to do the same things they do. Now, here the key word is try. Now, unfortunately, I'm not as strong, I'm not as fast, I'm not as lean, or I'm not as cut as they are. I'm in shape, but, I mean, they're on a whole other level. Now, try as I might, I just can't get where they are. You know, I could get upset, I can get frustrated, I can get angry that no matter what I do, I just can't get to that point, and I should just give up. Should I give up? I would say no. Um, and I, I say that because I have to keep it in perspective. I'm in my 40s. These guys are in their 20s. How many 40-year-olds can keep up with 20-year-olds? Seriously. 20-year-old, and mind you, these guys are 20-year-olds at the peak of their physical conditioning. So it's the same with you. That's my humble pie. What you have to do is stop comparing yourself to others. There will always be someone at a level higher than you. It's just life. Unless you got the gold medal, you someone's going to be higher than you. Focus on you and your journey. Using others as inspiration is okay, but don't be so consumed with them that you get discouraged. Now, as I said before, it takes time for your body to make the changes to become better conditioned. The more time you can give it, the better. 
but even then you have to be aware of another important factor, your age. And this is my personal challenge. The older a person is, the longer it takes to get in shape, partly because as we age, your body starts to break down. And depending on how old, how you, how, depending on how you take care of yourself over the years, and at the same time, the older we are, the longer it can take to warm up, recover between workouts, etc. So think about it. If you're in your teens and 20s, you can pretty much eat wherever you want. And it really doesn't affect you too bad. I mean, you can pretty much burn it off. Not only that, you have unlimited energy. But the older you get, you notice the pounds start to add up. Your clothes start to get a little tighter. You start to see bulges in places you never saw before. You feel more tired more often. And once upon a time, you could party all night. But now, you get to midnight and you're like dead. You're like exhausted. <laughs> now, this can be reversed, of course. But it's important to keep in mind the longer you've had those bad habits and abuse your body, the longer it's going to take you to get in shape. Which leads me to the next point, which is injuries. If you haven't exercised in a while, it's advisable to talk to the doctor first. And after you get their permission, start off slow. Don't be a weekend warrior. These are individuals who are pretty sedentary all week, and then they try to squeeze everything in on the weekend. They live by the motto, go hard or go home. And this can be very dangerous and should be changed, in my opinion, to go hard and go to the hospital. Hospital emergency rooms around the world treat these weekend warriors with various injuries, including sprains, back pain, knee injuries, broken bones, bruises, and other injuries because they overextend themselves or they're trying to push harder than they're physically ready for. So in closing, I just want everyone to remember, this is a lifestyle. Getting in shape and staying in shape is a lifelong endeavor. It never ends. Don't try to get it all in one day. Keep all the above factors in mind and when you start a workout program, be patient and learn to enjoy the journey and appreciate all the milestones on your fitness path, large or small. For some, being able to jog to the mailbox is a tremendous feat, while for others, running a marathon in four hours is their goal. Try to compare yourself to others because each person's journey is different. One person's path may be totally different from another person's road to fitness success. Now, this is just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to your wellness journey, but it's a pretty good start. So if you have any questions or comments, don't hesitate to contact me through our host, Alicia Brown, or through my site, www.jwfitnesssolutions.com. Thank you all so much for listening. I look forward to chatting with you next week. And Alicia, another fantastic show, and I'll turn it over to you again. Thank you very much. And Jeff, thank you so much. You always provide our listeners with the motivation about the direction they should take and not lose sight on their fitness expectations. So um, just to reiterate, if you want more information about Jeff, you can contact him via his website at www.jwfitnesssolutionswithans.com. So we really appreciate Jeff um, being a part of this collaboration with us every week, and we're trying to make our programs just as informative, and hopefully next month we'll be able to start getting you to interact more with us during these segments. So thank you again, Jeff. We really appreciate your contributions. So, Nanda, if you've uh, had an opportunity to get the Expert's opinion on your journey in physical and fitness wellness, let's continue with step number four. Step number four is life's reflections. Now, I believe that we have to reflect on the decisions we've made in our lives and how they've dictated the life we will lead. And the same goes to what Jeff was saying about your physical fitness. If you have let yourself go for so many years, you can't expect overnight Improvements. It is a work in progress. And if you really reflect on your life, our lives are constant work in progress. So we we have to accept responsibility for the decisions that we made in our lives and how they've dictated the life we've been living. We have to be honest with ourselves. Acknowledge the mistakes that we've made. We need to learn from them 
but more importantly, we need to grow from them. There are lessons to be learned in all we do, everything that we do, every day of our lives. Healing your mind and soul always involves facing truths. And we would rather not face the truth, which also means we'd rather not accept responsibility for the errors and judgment we have made. And so when you're reflecting, these are things that just, it may seem like you're putting a burden on yourself, but it's not. You're releasing the burdens because you're just accepting this is what happened. I made a mistake with this. Okay, I did it. Now I'm going to look at the goals that it's going to take to correct it. And that's how we move on in life. You don't blame yourself. You don't blame others. You set responsibility for it, and you go. A very interesting, thought-provoking quote that I heard once from someone, and I kind of started using it throughout my life and, and how I approach different relationships. And I've even said this to people um, that I'm friends with, associates, family members, and too. It's like, I don't hold what people do against them, but I do accept them, expect them to accept responsibility for what they've done, what they've said, and then move on from there. Because my key phrase is, I am not a baseball team. It's not any three strikes and you're out type thing. I'm not going to hold it against you. But if you don't set responsibility for what you've said, what you've done, and how it's affected me, and how I've lived my life because of it, then foul ball, no strikes out, no inning, game over. That's my mantra. So we always have to face the truth about what it is. You can't blame them. You can't blame yourself. You got to look at the situation for what it is, set responsibility for the stakes it's made, set the goals to correct them, move on. Seems easier said than done. It always is. But anything worth having truly has to be worth working for. And when you get to the point that you're that fed up and you want to make these positive changes in your life, it will come a lot easier to you than you think. It's just your A, B, and C's. It's just the thought process and mentality, I believe, helps us get past some of the rough times, some of the rough spots, helps us focus and start reaching our goals. So step five, of course, is setting your goals to creating a prosperous lifestyle and setting the path to prosperity. And I don't want people to start thinking dollar signs when they hear the word prosperity because there's so many different levels of prosperity you can experience. And so... We're going to start pursuing what does this mean? How is this type of goal realistically obtainable? And we're going to look at it. Prosperity is defined as the condition of being successful or thriving. Now, the other thing is especially economic well-being. But before you get there, you have to be successful at drive thriving at something. So that means you got to start reaching all these different goals and all the different things. It's like when you say you want to build up, we'll talk about and we'll have some sessions about financial responsibilities and trying to improve that segment of our life too. Now, I'm not promising anybody prosperity because before you can even consider that, before you can even be financially secure, you have to figure out how to be financially stable. And again, a million dollars doesn't guarantee, you know, prosperity. There are other different meanings, and I like it just to keep it simple. Prosperity is defined as the condition of being successful or thriving, succeeding at the goals that you set for yourself. That's where we want to stop with that. It's like we don't want to start getting caught up in economic well-being. That's something that comes later. We don't want to look at that. What we want to know is that are we being successful and are we thriving? Is our lifestyle thriving? Are we succeeding in our careers? Do we have a happy home? Do we have a happy family? You know, are we living our dreams? This is what we want to look at in defining. And when we set that goals, you have to look at yourself. 
tell you so. There's no telling what you can do when you get inspired to do it. So there's no telling what you can do when you believe in it. So you have to believe in what it is that you want. You have to believe in your ability to get what you want. You have to believe in your ability to maintain what you've achieved. It's as simple. You know, there is no telling what will happen when you act upon any of these goals, but you have to set realistic goals. Now, that's what I keep doing that keyword. Everything that we have to do, that we want to do, can be attainable, but we have to be realistic about it. So, in step six, embracing your dreams. Everything is part of your dream. Your wellness, overall wellness, mental, physical, fitness, spiritual, it all. Expressing your dreams. You want that peace of mind. You want that living well. So in order to do that, we're going to embrace your dreams. Determine what they are. You know, it doesn't have to be elaborate. You don't have to have dinner with Donald Trump or anything like that. But embracing your dreams. What are your dreams? And are they obtainable? What is a realistic timeline to achieve these dreams, to apply these goals, to reach these dreams? So these are the things you really want to think about. And then, to me, what you get by achieving your goal is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. And then step seven, we following all these steps. We're reaching our goals. Step seven is the most obvious step of all, embarking on your new future. This is your opportunity to embrace the changes you are making in your life. And these steps that we're discussing, step one through seven, these are things that we should be doing every day. These are things that should require our focus every day. Every day we need to be reminded of these steps. And are we reaching closer to accomplishing them? These are steps, like I said, that we should focus on every day. It may seem like it's a lot, but it's not when it becomes an everyday habit. If you focus on your dreams and desires and ambitions, you'll never know what you can accomplish until you try. So, and like my mother always told me, she's always said, you know, nothing beats a failure but a try. So how are you going to know unless you try? You know, my objective and goals with these segments is to really just provide alternative solutions to all of our everyday problems. And these comments right here that I'm making today are based on my personal experiences as I continue these journeys with you every week as well. I don't just preach it. I live it. These are my struggles and my life's journeys too. So we're going to be back here next week. We're looking forward to having more interactive sessions with you going forward. We're going to start providing resources and recommendations that will be available for further review on my website. That will include checklist templates. I have a few, and I'll continue to suggest them as we go through because I know sometimes it's hard for people to try to grasp what that checklist should be like, so I'll share mine. Um, October is going to be uh, a really eventful month. September is going to be as well. Um, But mark your calendars because Wednesday, October the 23rd, will be our first live segment via Skype. So I want to get up close and personal and face-to-face with all of my listeners. So, And just as an overview, as a reminder from what we discussed last week, next week, September the 4th, and I hope you all enjoy your Labor Day weekend, on Wednesday, September the 4th, we're going to discuss emotional wellness, and we had a very popular session called Let's Talk About Stress, So let's talk about stress again. We will explore how these two issues can impact our physical health wellness and provide recommendations for our checklist. 
and we will thoroughly review with Jeff White his article that he he did before and probably will be publishing soon. Um, let's talk about stress. And then Jeff will, real, will elaborate more in details and provide his in-depth knowledge of experiences on this topic. So we are definitely looking forward to that. And September the 11th, this particular topic that we're going to do for you guys on September the 11th is very near and dear to my heart. Um, Wednesday Wellness and September the 11th actually falls on 9-11. So I decided, specifically because um, as a native New Yorker, this is something that I was uh, personally touched by. I want to pay tribute to the 9-11 victims on our session that week. And what Jeff and I are going to do is we're going to discuss how tragic situations and circumstances can affect all aspects of wellness, mind, body, and soul. So we are definitely looking forward to that session paying tribute to the 9-11 victims. Like I said, I'm a native New Yorker, so this was something I knew I had to do, I wanted to do. So we are looking forward to sharing that show with you on September the 18th. Um, your fitness journeys start here. We will thoroughly review what should be your best plan or checklist when you want to implement working out into your lifestyle. So Jeff is going to keep, keep you guys um, going on that journey. And then on September the 25th, is our fitness journey, and this is actually going to be our first open call session. So live callers will be able to share what they've accomplished, and they'll be able to ask the host and our guest speaker um, questions from previous segments. And just any questions you're having um, for the journey that you're on, the plans that you've created for yourself, and share your dreams with us. We would definitely love to, you know, let all the other listeners know how you're doing, uh, how the steps are helping you accomplish your goals. So we're looking forward to really getting interactive with all our callers as we move forward. So it's going to be a very productive time for us. So we're looking forward to it. We appreciate you tuning in every week. And if you would like to know more information, you can always go to my website. I try to keep it up dated with all of the information about the segments that are coming up and there's always links available, but of course you can always find me on Facebook. I'm always there, so if you see something you like, click the like button. Um, you can inbox me, give me suggestions for segments, or just give me feedback. I would love to know how you're doing. I would love to know how these segments may be helping you obtain whatever goals that you have set with yourself. So always, please feel free to reach out to me. So in closing tonight, I'm going to leave you with just the thought of following your dream. Again, commemorating the 50th anniversary of Dr. Martin Luther King's speech today is the best day to reflect on following your dreams. And so that's how we're in the show today. I'll tell you to live your best life, follow your dreams. You never know what you can accomplish until you try. So I thank you all for tuning in. Thank you. Have a good evening. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye now.